Welcome to Talking Facts, and thank you for tuning in to Cancer Conversations on Talking Facts, a podcast collaboration between the University of Kentucky Markey Cancer Center and the UK College of Agriculture, Food and Environment's Cooperative Extension Service. We will share with you the latest developments in cancer prevention, diagnosis, treatment, and research from the experts at Markey Cancer Center, Kentucky's only National Cancer Institute designated cancer center. Talking Facts is hosted by the UK Family and Consumer Sciences Extension Program. Our educators share research knowledge with individuals, families, and communities to improve quality of life. Hello, and welcome to Talking Facts. This is your host, Dr. Jennifer Hunter, Assistant Director for Family Consumer Sciences Extension at the University of Kentucky. Today, I'm pleased to be joined by Dr. Thomas Tucker for our Cancer Conversation. Dr. Tucker is a Senior Director for Cancer Surveillance with the Markey Cancer Center and a professor in the Department of Epidemiology at the University of Kentucky. Welcome, Dr. Tucker. Thank you so much for inviting me to talk with you today. Today's topic, we're going to talk about colorectal cancer and the need to increase screening within Kentucky. And I wanted to start with just kind of a basic understanding about colorectal cancer and why it is so important to understand within the state of Kentucky. Well, thank you for the question. For for nearly two decades, the colorectal cancer incidence rate in Kentucky has been the highest in the U.S. compared to all other states. And until just a few years ago, the colorectal cancer mortality rate was also the highest in the nation. So why are colorectal cancer incidence and mortality rates in Kentucky so high? There are a number of factors that very likely contribute to these high colorectal cancer incidence rates. These include genetic factors that greatly increase a person's risk of developing colorectal cancer. They include things like diet and lifestyle, and not adequately screening segments of the population. Genetic factors are one of the most likely drivers of our high colorectal cancer rates. In 1967, Dr. Henry Lynch first reported on a specific inherited genetic characteristic we called hereditary non-polyposis colon cancer. Now we more commonly refer to it as Lynch syndrome. The presence of this genetic characteristic greatly increases a person's risk of developing colorectal cancer. Dr. Lynch traced the origins of this syndrome back to seven families in Europe who migrated to the United States. Six of those seven families settled in the Appalachian area of the United States, and two of them settled in the Appalachian area of Kentucky. Genetic characteristics frequently result in individuals being diagnosed with the cancer at an earlier age, and these cancers tend to be more aggressive. Historically, we've not started screening colorectal cancer until age 50, and yet Kentucky has very high rates of colorectal cancer diagnosed in individuals under the age of 50. As a result, these individuals are not screened. Thus, we cannot prevent these cancers by finding precancerous polyps and removing them at the time of screening, and we cannot find earlier stage cancers when our treatments are more effective. So the understanding the the lineage and the genetic component, that's that's somewhat fascinating. And I do think it's it's obviously good news that it, that the numbers are moving in a positive direction. What are some of the specific things that have been done to increase the colorectal cancer screening in Kentucky? 
Well, I, I especially thank you for this question because this is truly a remarkable success story. Data assembled by the Kentucky Cancer Registry, which has a, a process that we've put in place, uh, and I'll describe that in a second, identified in 2001 that Kentucky had the highest colorectal cancer incidence rate in the country compared to all other U.S. states. In addition, the data from the Centers for Disease Control and Prevention's Behavioral Risk Factor Surveillance System showed that Kentucky had the second to the lowest screening rate defined as the percentage of the population age 50 or older who ever had a colonoscopy or sigmoidoscopy. These data were compiled and presented to two groups. The first is the Kentucky Cancer Consortium. So the Kentucky Cancer Consortium is the CDC-funded body responsible for developing the statewide cancer control plan and for advocating for public policies to control cancer control. The second group these data were presented to were the Kentucky Cancer Program. The Kentucky Cancer Program serves as the local bodies for implementing the statewide plan. And, and the Kentucky Cancer Program has historically put together cancer councils in each of the 15 area development districts. Now, these district cancer councils look a lot like the Kentucky Cancer Consortium, which is 70 different organizations. It includes the, the state Kentucky Department for Public Health, the American Cancer Society, the Colon Cancer Prevention Project, and many others. So at the local level, we have American Cancer Society representatives, public health representatives, people representing institutions like hospitals, physicians, cancer patients. But what we've done is gone out of our way to recruit individuals representing low literate and low income populations. So these data were also presented to all 15 of the district cancer councils. As a result, the district cancer councils implemented evidence-based cancer control interventions in, in each of their geographic areas designed to increase colorectal cancer screening. And the Kentucky Cancer Consortium used these data to advocate for public policy, a law that was passed by our, our General Assembly requiring all health insurance companies operating in Kentucky to make screening colonoscopy a covered service. So what happened as a result of the initiation of the, what, what we did is we really initiated a very massive effort based on these data in early 2002. And following this, the proportion of age eligible people, people 50 and older in Kentucky, having a colonoscopy or sigmoidoscopy rose from approximately one third to nearly two-thirds, from 34.7% to 63.7% in just seven years. And we went from 49th in colorectal cancer screening to 23rd. No other U.S. state had such a dramatic increase in such a short period of time. Colorectal cancer screening has continued to increase. However, in recent years, the screening rate has remained around 70% of the eligible population. That is truly impressive uh, in terms of the increase in the number of screenings and the major effort that went in to make that possible. Can you share with us a little bit about how the increase in screening has affected the incident and mortality rates in Kentucky? 
<laughs> Another great, great question. When you increase colorectal cancer screening in a population, you both effectively reduce the incidence rate by identifying precancerous polyps and removing them before they become cancer. In fact, if you significantly increase your screening rate, you will see the incidence rate drop rather dramatically. It also reduces the mortality rate by finding the disease at an earlier stage when our treatments are more effective. A large clinical trial showed that among the intervention groups, these were people just having sigmoidoscopy, not going the extra 40 centimeters that colonoscopy does, that for those people who had that procedure, it would reduce the colorectal cancer incidence rate by one-third and the mortality rate by more than 40%. The increase in colorectal cancer screening in Kentucky has been accompanied by a more than 30% decrease in the incidence rate of colorectal cancer and a more than 33% decrease in the mortality rate. So to to put this in perspective, a 30% decrease in the incidence rate means that more than 390 Kentuckians no longer develop colorectal cancer each year. Wow. A 33% decrease in the mortality rate means that 240 fewer Kentuckians die from the disease each year. This is clearly a major public health success, and it demonstrates that when we focus our major uh, health resources and we work together, we can really make a significant difference in the cancer burden in the state. So I will agree that it it is a huge public health success. So now let me ask this question, though. What are the challenges that you now face in continuing to increase the colorectal cancer screening rates in Kentucky? So as I said, we we went from one-third to now 70%. But for the last several years, we're sort of uh, hit the ceiling of 70% and we're not going up. And there's a reason for that. The reason is that the people who remain unscreened tend to be those who have less financial and educational resources to draw on and are much less likely to take advantage of screening. So if we're going to be effective in these populations, we're going to have to change our approach, particularly in the Appalachian area. Our own studies have shown there is a high degree of fatalism in this population. And by fatalism, it's the concept that, you know, I don't think there's anything we can do about cancer, so I'm not going to worry about it. I'm not going to get screened. I'm not going to go to the doctor. I'm not going to, it's just not, and, and as a consequence, you find later stage disease, higher rates of mortality. You can't reduce the incidence by finding it early and so forth. So in order to get beyond that, we have to change our messaging and make sure that we address and frame those messages in ways that are are effectively useful for the populations that we have not been reaching, the vulnerable populations. We need to use local individuals to present the messages and to present the cancer prevention and control programs. We found that that greatly reduces cultural bias and is much more effective. Certainly. Yes, and using lay health navigators is a very effective way to address issues of poverty and literacy. And one way we can do this is using things like the FIT test or DNA stool tests. So the person doesn't have to prep and have colonoscopy unless those tests are positive. 
and they're much more likely to take advantage of those procedures, which are also evidence-based and recommended by, by the American Cancer Society. But the most important thing we're going to have to do is we're going to have to start screening for colon cancer at an earlier age. We have a much larger population developing colon cancer under the age of 50. So we are statewide, uh, we're in agreement, and the rule now is to address the screening for colorectal cancer beginning at age 45, not 50. And this will this will really help us continue to uh, reduce the incidence and mortality rates in, in, in the state. So is that accepted as a new standard to be 45 instead of 50? That's a wonderful question. The American Cancer Society several years ago, based on the increasing number of people under the age of 50 developing colorectal cancer made this this their recommendation. But the United States Preventive Services Task Force did not until yesterday. Oh, wow. They actually put out for a 30-day public review that they moved their recommendation for screening guidelines to be at 45 so that they would be consistent with the American Cancer Society. So we're all quite excited about that and think that that we've had people in the state who've been really active in this, not just because we have a high burden and locally, but nationally as well, and have been pushing for this. And so we're really excited about the opportunity to initiate screening at an earlier age. And I think that's going to make a real difference in our ability to continue to to reduce the cancer burden, particularly the colorectal cancer burden in Kentucky. That certainly is exciting. Dr. Tucker, as we wrap up today, if an individual feels as if they would be eligible for screening or if they have concerns, what should their first step be? Well, I think the primary thing that an individual should do is talk with their primary care provider to schedule any kind of screening procedures that are appropriate and work with your provider to set those up and make sure that they happen in the intervals that are appropriate for you as an individual. Excellent. Thank you so much for joining us today. I do want to share with our listeners that you have provided a few websites with additional information. So if they have questions about any of the information you've shared today, they can find those in the show notes as a resource. Again, a pleasure visiting with you. Oh, thank you so much for inviting me to talk with you today. Thank you for listening to Cancer Conversations on Talking Facts. Our goal is to connect you with the latest advances in cancer research in the Commonwealth. If you enjoyed today's podcast and have a suggestion for a future show topic, please message us on the UK Markey Cancer Center Facebook page at facebook.com forward slash UK Markey or visit our website at markey.uky.edu for more information. You can find University of Kentucky Family and Consumer Sciences Extension programs at your local Extension office or online at fcs.uky.edu. Building strong families, building Kentucky. It starts with us.